Confident, stunning, amazing. We are talented and fierce in every way. We stand in our purpose and we say the things that people think and never say. Be prepared to laugh, cry, and talk your shit because we are Notorious Notorious Moms. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Notorious Moms, the podcast. I'm here with my special guest, Jessica. How are you, Jessica? I am great. How are you? Very good. It looks like it's really nice outside. I love the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Very um, outdoorsy. Right before, <laughs> right before the sun goes down and it's pitch black out here. <laughs> so tell the people who you are and what you do. My name is Jessica. I um, am the founder of ohjessican.co. I am a motivational speaker, and I am here to um, to represent and speak up for everyone who hasn't found their voice yet. Everyone who might be struggling with any type of with so many things. But first and foremost, I'm speaking up for sexual abuse awareness. Right. I am a victim and a survivor of sexual abuse and now I'm making it my mission to help people who have been through similar situations and it's it's a new a new path that I'm taking that's been feeling wonderful. Yes. I I could just imagine because um you just recently spoke out about this. Is this something recent or this is something like um, that's been a while already. You know, it's it's been a while in the sense that it's my whole life I was I lived this, you know, this life of a survivor and a victim and not know sometimes I don't know if I'm a survivor or a victim. I feel like both. Right. But it's been about a year since okay. I came out to the public and my family even about my history of sexual abuse. So me speaking up and me trying to make a difference, that's all brand new. That's all something that I, that it's been, it's been just about a year. So it's all exciting. I, you know, this month is actually, April is sexual assault awareness month. Yes. So I am making this month, especially my mission to make sure I put out at least one fact a day about sexual assault because it's an uncomfortable topic. Very. So I want to make it where people get a little bit more comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. And then hopefully there'll be a change, you know, and right. these horrible statistics and these numbers that are so crazy high. Hopefully there's change and those numbers change, you know? Right. Now, I think that this is like a really, uh, this topic kind of resonates with me. Um, because now when I had my son, I had my son when I was 20 and I was very, I was very overprotective with him, even though he was a boy. Right. Because there's also this thing about, you know, you have to be more protective with your girls and your boys. I don't really believe in that. I think that when you have children, you have to protect them, whether they're boys or girls. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, I spent all my years just like being very strict and very protective and, um, with my son. And then, you know, two years ago I had a daughter 
And that was a little difficult for me. I was really happy that I had a daughter, but it brought up all of these, all of these feelings. And most like the biggest feeling that I was feeling was fear, you know, and this is, it makes me like really uncomfortable as a parent, like, especially now that, you know, she's going to be three soon and she's going to be going to school. Um, and I know school is supposed to be a really protected place, but things still really, you know, things happen anywhere. And as much as you try to protect your children or, you know, protect your loved ones, you know, things always happen. Yeah. But, um, it, it, it's honestly been so scary. Like, I'm I'm really afraid. And it's one of the things that I've been struggling with because I just, you know, I can't imagine how you were feeling before you spoke out about it and spoke out about your truth and, gained your strength because in talking about it you gained your strength and yes. um and i'm just just like oh my god um so having gone through such an experience like what are some of the things that you would say to like parents um just to look out for mm -hmm. or to be aware of you know while raising their children mm -hmm. Um, that's a great question. And I think that one thing that is probably one of the biggest things that I think we need to do as parents is talk to our kids yes. and allow them to say no to us, right? Because what happens is we teach our kids, you know, I think a lot of times, especially maybe in, I know for sure in Hispanic backgrounds, um, there's certain things, you know, you can't say no to your parent or you can't um, you, you go kiss grandma or go kiss grandpa because you have to, you know, right. we have to start making changes so that if our kid doesn't want to give grandma and grandpa or their uncle or cousin or anybody a kiss, hello, and they don't have to, they could say no. Right. And, and that you be okay with your kids saying no to you. And that's, that's something that I think is you know, you don't want your children, of course, to be disrespectful. Right. But to be able to have children that know that their word is respected. Yes. Is a big deal. You know, something as simple as um, I don't I don't want to eat anymore. If you're full, you know, they ate enough. They don't have to finish their whole damn plate, you know. Right. And it's like we teach our kids, you have to do this this way. And I think that it's really important to let our kids know, like, sometimes we're wrong as parents. Okay. So when kids learn that we admit that we're not perfect and that we could be wrong and it's, it's okay, then they're not going to be as hesitant to come to us if they mess up or if something's wrong with them, you know? Right. And then when it comes to abuse specifically, it's not so much about I want to prevent my kid from going here or going there because this will avoid them from ever being abused. Because the truth is you never know what it happens within one second in yes. any place. You yes. know what I mean? So I think it's really more about how you communicate with your kids and let them know that they, it's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's more, did that feel right? Did something feel right. off? Right. Your gut feeling talk to them about you know teach them what a gut feeling is teach them what instincts are you yeah. know if something doesn't feel right you know maybe we shouldn't go that way you know what 
let's trust that. Let's go this way. Yes. Maybe you're right. Maybe something feels off about that. And give them credit for when they tell you things. Because even if it's something simple, like, you know, this happened to my friend in school. That's a great opportunity to start talking to them and to use that example as, you know, but what would happen if something like that happens to you? You know what I mean? And so we have to try to do better when it comes to scolding our kids about what we think is right or wrong all the time. Right. As parents, we have to not make them feel like they're equal to us because, you know, even though we're all equal, I just mean in a way like to make them feel like we're at the same level when we talk and I'm going to respect you. And most importantly, I'm going to believe you because I was always afraid of not being believed. So it doesn't matter how crazy it is. I don't care if you tell me it was your, your, I don't care if you say it was me myself that did something disrespectful. I need you to tell me and I'm going to talk to you about it and we're going to work on it together and I'm going to believe you no matter what. Right. Sometimes we hurt our kids' feelings. Yeah. We say things that are, you know, actually the other day I found myself doing something and then I felt so bad because <laughs> yeah. my daughter literally looked at me and she goes, Ma, no means no. And I was like, I taught her that. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I'm like, you want another little piece of cake? She's like, nah, I'm good. I was like, come on. I had like one little square piece of um Entenmann's pound cake left right she doesn't want anymore I thought it would be funny because I decided she's gonna eat it I was like here you want it she's like no I don't want I was like you sure but it's just a little piece I don't want so I took the piece I shouldn't be laughing because it's not nice but I took the cake I was like come on come on come on and I made her I like she ended up taking a bite like and looking at me she's like but I said no no means no and then I was like I know it was stupid. It, it, not stupid. It was simple. It was, because it was right. a pound cake. But at the same time, I was like, shit, yo, she just freaking told me three times that she doesn't want it. And I'm here because in my mind, I don't see it as a big deal. Right. But as simple as a pound cake, it can be something like, I don't want you to give me a kiss on the cheek. And I just told you right. no twice. And it, maybe it's not a big deal, but I said, no, respect it. Right. And then she looked at me like, I was being a little extra, I think, at one point, because <laughs> I was like, look, Ariana, like, really, I'm really sorry. I just realized, come <laughs> pase. Shouldn't have done that. She's like, it's okay. But I'm like, that's how we, that's how we learn. We're supposed to respect nose. Right. Even if it's as simple as a piece of pound cake or, you know, I, I saw a video of a kid, a mom pouring water on a kid's head. He was saying, stop. And she thought it was funny to just keep doing it. Mm. But then what happens is you teach kids that when they say no, that word doesn't hold as much power as it should. Right. And you can say no, but somebody could re- not respect it. And then what happens is you grow up. And I used to say no sometimes. And if it wasn't respected, I would just think, oh, well, that's okay. Nobody ever respects me anyway. I'm used to it. Right. Nah. Right. We can't have that. You know, we have to have our kids you know, come to you and be like, Ma, can you believe I told my teacher no? And she did not. She was not okay with it. And she knows you're going to go talk to that teacher because you're going to defend her. Exactly. I think that that's like a really good point with the, with the no, you know, with the no, with the no, you know, because it's like, 
it is such a very, very powerful word, you know, because if someone is doing something to you, that's making you feel uncomfortable or they want you to stop doing something, your no should be like, that's your word. That's yep. your bond. I said, no, leave me the fuck alone. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Stop playing with me. Cause if yeah. I said no, I said no. And children should have, you know, the right to say no and it's okay. But you know, we teach our kids like, did you just say no to me? Yeah. How dare you? It's okay. You know, depending on what it is, you know, don't be disrespectful, but we, we, um, we have these traditions, you know, oh, what if we goodness. like, I don't think we should force our kids to sit on Santa's lap. What if Santa's a creep and he's getting off on all these fucking kids sitting on their laps or the Easter buddy, the kids don't have to sit on the damn laps. Right. Let's make it where a kid feels like if I sit on somebody's lap, it's because I made that choice to do it. Not like it's normal to sit on strangers' laps. Those are right. little things that I think that maybe if we change little things like that, we'll teach our kids to have more respect for their private, you know, their, their personal space. Their personal space, right. So, so that there's not a creepy little Santa that's like, come on over here. And they're like, ooh, well, but it's Santa, so it's okay. Right. No, it's not, you know. And first of all, what kind of tests do they run on these Santas? How do they know that these are not pedophiles and creeps and, you know, people just trying to get off on touching these kids? You never right. know. And, you know, the crazy thing is that when you look at the statistics, over 90% of perpetrators get away with it. People don't tell on them. Right. So, and then the other thing is, you know, some people are afraid of not being believed. and Right. But then again, you look at the statistics and under 10%, I think it's six point something percent of um, people have been proven to be um, not telling the truth. So, so basically right. they lied about the abuse. So less than 10% of people lie, which is, it's basically nothing. And then people are, are still afraid of not being believed. And I get it. And so I think that with our children, it's really important for us to let them know that we're going to believe them no matter what. Right. And, you know, try to try to make them feel important when they talk to you about things. Listen to them, you know, let them know that that you care about what they want to talk to you about. And even if it's something stupid, like a video game that you don't like, if you pay attention, <laughs> right. they're going to be like, all right, I can, I'm not going to talk to this person about that because they won't listen, but I'm going to talk to my mom because she's going to listen to me and right. she cares. Um, you know, my, my son and I, we talk about boxing all the time and he knows that we have that in common and we can talk about that and we work out and we have, um, you know, we have a nice relationship where he can come to me and even if it's through sports that we bond and talk about things. Right. He'll be like, I want to tell you this, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking to my dad about it because he won't understand. And I get so excited because I'm like, yes, talk to me. I'm your mom. <laughs> That's the right choice. Tell me everything. <laughs> right. But, um, but it makes me feel good because I get to hear him say things like, I trust you because of how our relationship is. I know he trusts me enough to talk to me about certain things. He talks to me about girls. My daughter talks to me about boys, you know, like they talk to me about so many things. And 
I hope that I'm building a relationship with them um, strong enough so that if God forbid, you know, anything ever happens, that they're going to come to me, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I I I have that relationship with my son too. Um, ever since we were, you know, because we kind of like I would say we kind of grew up together because I had my son when I was 20. He's 17 now. I'm 37. I'll be 38. Um, and we're kind of like, you know, even though he thinks I'm like this old bag <laughs> <laughs> because I'm third, I'm gonna be 38, but um, like I'm hip with it. You know, and I always tell him, I'm like, you know, you can always talk to me. You can always let me know. And I actually just like two weeks ago, I had asked him that same very question. You know, I sat down with him because it was something that I have never asked him. And it's something that we never spoke about. And I just came out and I'm like, has has someone ever tried to, you know, touch you inappropriately? Or have you been in a situation where, you know, you felt uncomfortable? And he was like, no, he was like, you know, I, not never. Um, and I would have told you. He was like, you know, I would have I would have absolutely told you about that. And I was like, OK, yeah. that makes me feel really good that yeah, if something like good. that were to happen, um, you would feel comfortable telling me about it. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy that you did that and that you asked him directly because um, think about it. If, if how often, you know, do kids just not tell their parents so many things, you know, right. so if it's something as simple as something made me uncomfortable and they're not sure if they should tell you by asking your kids direct questions, you're eliminating that chance of if they think I, maybe I should tell, maybe I shouldn't. No, when right. you directly ask, now they're like, now well, what am I going to say? Gonna yes say? No. She's literally asking me a yes or no question. Like, <laughs> right. I'm going to, I'm going to tell, you know? Right. And then they'll be more open to, to talking to you. And I think, you know, again, open communication and, and not making them feel dumb when they talk, you know, right. not making kids feel like you, do, you know, less than me, because even though we're older, we don't know everything. And a lot of times, very true kids, you know, like you said that your son's 17, you know, my daughter, this summer, my kids turn 17 and 18 oh, and my wow. daughter's going to go to college this year. And that's another age. That's another, you know, yes. college students are at a higher risk of abuse. And yes. I, I want to make sure that I, I try to spread the word as often as possible. And even if it's like reminding kids that are going to college to make sure you, if you're going to go to a party together, come back together. Right. You know, don't leave a friend at the party because you think it's safe. And there's so many things and so many little things that we can do to make a difference that I wish that I could put it all together in one episode of, <laughs> you know, right. Oh, yes, I can. You know what I mean? But it's right. like, but the problem is there's, there's too many little things that we need to change. So step-by-step, one one step at a time i think that we it starts with the adult it starts with new traditions yes and if we don't if we don't take accountability for what we're doing wrong as parents then we can't get mad when we don't see change right. you know what i mean right for sure we're quick to judge so many things and we're quick to say this person's raising their kid that way or this person's raising their kid this way but everybody's different and we have to respect each other's differences and 
and start to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. You know, because talking about, you know, uh, a creepy uncle, creepy cousin, creepy, you know, family member is things people don't talk about. Right. And I feel like, too, like with the culture as well, you know, with our background, I know you're Puerto Rican just like me. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, the people, the elders from way back in the day, and I'm I'm always constantly saying this, this is something that's been coming up a lot lately for me, because it's like, nobody from that era ever wanted to speak about things, you know, when it came to sexual abuse or domestic violence or mental health, or, you know, everything was kept under wraps. And, you know, as you get older mm-hmm. and as you become your own adult, it's like, Hey, these things are not right. You know what I mean? Like one of the things that um that I'm very like I wouldn't say against, but I'm very into naming your children's body parts properly. Right. Because that is something really important. Like don't tell your daughter that she has a cookie. You know, <laughs> don't tell your son that he has, you know, a little a pepperoni or a cucumber. No. Like you need to name the names of your children's body parts properly because of this, this particular reason. Like my daughter's too. And she talks a lot. And we've got like, when, when she takes a shower, I'm very like, okay, this is your breast. Or, you know, for now I say nipples because, you know, she doesn't have any breasts. But, and she says it too. She's like, these are my nipples. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And this is your vagina. She said, this is my vagina. <laughs> you know? So, so she is, is getting there because that is really, really important, you yeah. know? And I have sat down and I've spoken to her like, Hey, nobody should be touching you there. You know? And it's funny because my husband heard her and I having this conversation and he was like, you know, it really made me cringe. He was like, but I'm happy that, that you're talking oh, okay. to her like this, you That's know, he good. was like, because I, I'm happy that you're having this conversation now. Cause I want her to be aware and I want her to know, and I want her to be able to say like, Hey, this was this, this was that, you know, because it happened so many, so many times before it has happened where it's like a kid comes home and is like, oh, someone touched my cookie, you know, or, and it's just like, then the parents are just like, well, what are you talking about? And this is where like the non-believing yeah. kind of comes in too, because it's exactly. like, okay, what are you saying? You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like very, very, very important to name the body parts correctly. I just, I have a thing with that. And I, I was like that with my son too. Yeah. I think that making sure that they understand what's what, what's private. Yes. Um, Personal space. You know, they could say somebody touched me here and I didn't feel right. And another thing that I think is important is you know, sexual abuse is not always physical. It could be yes. somebody made me look at these pictures. Somebody made me look at porn. Look, they showed me right. this porn on my phone. There's creeps that do crazy things like that. And then little by little, they want you to get comfortable seeing a picture. Oh, look at right. this picture. So, or like telling you things or certain words or using certain language. And yes. so 
I think it's important also to talk to our kids about it's not just if somebody says something to you, um, I mean, touches you or physically does something to you, but also, you know, did they, did you have like a weird feeling with that person? And you know, why? How did you feel? Yes. Maybe they were talking to somebody else. Maybe you just heard them on the phone um, saying inappropriate things because somebody could fake that they're on the phone just because they want you to hear certain words that are going to trigger things. Mm -hmm. And perpetrators are smart. So, you know, we got to try to teach our kids all the little ins and, and different ways that there's abuse. That's not just somebody touching you. And, and, ju- and just so you know, a shoulder isn't an appropriate place to touch, too. It's not just the private parts. Right. You know, a stranger shouldn't be touching you, period. Right. So it's, you know, it's, that's why I talk about gut feelings and intuition. And if something just doesn't feel right. Because it's not always touching in an inappropriate place or or doing something that's inappropriate physically. It could be so many other things, words, pictures, and more. So, you know, it's, I it's... I know that this is a, this is something I think a lot of people have a hard time with lately, or people who I've spoken to personally. They say, I was a victim of abuse, but I'm not going to tell my kids because I don't want to hurt them. I believe that's one of the uncomfortable conversations that we need to have, because if if you're not comfortable telling your child, you know, like I understand an age appropriate. Correct. Right. But if, if you're not comfortable telling your child that that you were abused, then why do you want them? Why do you expect them to tell you shit? Right. You know, why do you expect them to tell you if you didn't even, you know, but I see it like this. It, I had to, I had, it was embarrassing for Mm -hmm. me to tell my kids what happened to me when I was little. It was a lot of different bad feelings. But when they see me now, they don't, they don't see me as poor mom who was, abused they see me as my mom's a bad bitch and she stood up for herself and she told me and i'm so proud of her and that's why she's strong so um by hiding it from your kids you're 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 telling them that they should hide it too that's just my opinion because i know that many people will disagree with this one right but out of experience i can say that I can't expect my kids to tell me if I don't tell them. I don't. I can't tell my kids. Make sure that you trust me to tell me these important things. If I can't even tell them that it happened to me because I'm embarrassed. Right. It's not supposed to be embarrassing. Right. It's, it's supposed, supposed to be empowering. Be, yeah. And it's yeah. Suppo- you, you. You want your kids to feel like proud of themselves for coming to you. Like, oh my God, guess what happened? This was so inappropriate. Right. Not like I can't tell because then I'm gonna be like. Everybody's going to know what happened to me. Everybody's going to know that, that. Who cares? Right. Everybody should know. Let's shout them out. Right. And make that the new normal. You know, I think right. we, um, we get too embarrassed. And I think that's the adults. Why do kids get embarrassed? Because we teach them what they're supposed to be embarrassed about. Don't do that. You're going to embarrass me. So we teach them that if they're going to stand up for themselves, if they're 
you know, if, if we don't agree with them all the time, then that's okay, you know? Right. No, I agree. I'm, I'm big on that. And like you said, age appropriate. Like, you know, me and my son, we've had many conversations about things that happened to me in the past and that didn't happen, you know, and we have like the open dialogue and he was like, oh, wow. You know, I, I told him stories like in my teenage years, because I also try to like, you know, this is a very critical age. You know, he's 17. He's also going to college. And, you know, that's my, you know, that's my next stage of life in fear. Yeah. <laughs> is my son away at college and the constant, you know, not worrying because I feel like, you know, as parents, we, if we provide the proper foundation for our children, you know, when they go out into the world, we should be a little bit confident that what we instilled in them, they'll be able to take bits and pieces and, you know, make it their own. Exactly. Um, but I, you know, I talk to him often, you know, and we talk about this. Hey, no means no. I don't care if if whatever is happening, you know, I don't care if you write in the Listen, if someone <laughs> says no to you, it is no. Yeah. Get your shit and go. Yep. You know what I mean? Because and vice versa. About, because and, right. He's allowed, to, he's allowed to change his mind too. That is a fact. You know, he's allowed to change his mind and she's allowed to change her mind and anybody's allowed right. to change their mind. Right. And... And that's it. And and to teach him that um, it's not just women who are who are victims of abuse. You know what I mean? And that peer pressure is a real thing. And in college, it's going to be serious. Mm-hmm. And that um, he doesn't have to feel like just because everybody's doing something that he has to do it. Right. And girls are bad sometimes, and they can be manipulative, and they can try to pressure him. Right. And he has every right to make them feel dumb and be like, I said no, and you're not respecting me, and that's not cool. Right. Because I think that's another thing, too. Like, men don't ever want to seem like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. weak, or, yeah. you know, they never want to seem vulnerable. And let me not say never, and not all men, but, you know, some, I don't want to group everyone together, but. No, it's true, though. You know, feeling vulnerable, and it's like, oh, I can't say no because, it, but hey. It'll people all say that they're weak or, you know, whatever, but it's not, it's actually the opposite. You know what I mean? Like people don't realize that the coolest people out there are the ones who don't take shit from anybody. Yeah. You know, and that they trust themselves and that they do what they feel is right. And, and they're not the followers. Right. You know, there's something special about being different. There's something special about not being the same as everybody else and you know it, I think we just have to celebrate our kids individuality and whether you're a girl or a boy whether you're straight whether you're gay it, it doesn't matter and right. I think um you know kids kids are already at risk um of abuse and and bisexual children bisexual people are at a higher risk child college students are at a higher risk you know if you're in the military you're at a higher risk you know there's so many different different there's so many different things that are connected and there's i feel like there's so much we can do but we just have so many people have to do something and it's just 
little bits and changes, but we all have to do it, you know? Definitely so, has to be a group effort for sure. And I have hope. I have hope that there's going to be change and I'm going to make sure that I keep spreading the word as much as I can. It took me 41 years to come out about my abuse. So I was quiet for 41 years. Now I'm going to spend the rest of my life not shutting up about it. Oh, there you go. Because you got a long way ahead of you. There you go. <laughs> so the takeaway from this whole conversation is parents, um, be aware, pay attention, have and build communication with your children and just be aware and also gain the knowledge, you know, read, do some research, you know, Google is out there. The internet yep. is out there. If you feel something funny, if you seeing something funny, you know, like Jessica said, trust your gut, trust your instincts, um, believe your children is so important, you know, and let's make these little changes Yeah, day by day. We, we, we going to make a change. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess, tell the people where they can find you, girl. I am on Instagram at oh, just I can with dots in between. Oh, that just that I that can. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also on um, www.justican.co. Not .com, just .co. .com was taken. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jess. Continue thank the good fight. Thank you for coming on the show. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye.